0: gospel. This morning is from the second chapter of John's gospel. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also at the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. She said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. (laughs) Standing there were six large stone water jars for the rites of Jewish purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill them up with water. So they filled them up to the brim. Then he said, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the chief steward tasted this water that had become wine, not knowing where it came from, though those who drew the water out knew, he called the bridegroom and he said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests had become drunk, but you have kept the good wine until now? Jesus did this. The first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Have you seen this? You know it's a popular moment or a popular miracle when someone turns it into a meme for the internet. Jesus may or may not have known it way back when, but this is how you've made it big in the 21st century, right? Jesus was not at the grocery store, of course. He was with his mother and with his disciples enjoying himself at a wedding reception in a place called Cana, somewhere in Galilee, where apparently they knew how to party. Party so much that they ran out of wine. And even though he tells his mom the time isn't right, when she expects him to do something about the problem, the time apparently comes because Jesus goes ahead and he does what it seems Mary thought he would or could or should do right from the start. And we really don't know if Mary was expecting a miracle when she told Jesus to do something about the wine that had run out. If she was anything like my mother, she was the one who drained the last bottle. (laughs) or jar, or wineskin, or whatever they drink their wine from (laughs) and she needed a refill. So maybe Mary just thought Jesus could make a run down to the nearest vineyard and pick up another jar or bottle or wineskin of Merlot, whatever. Whatever the case, Jesus responds, however reluctantly, by taking some pretty hefty jars of water and turning them into some pretty hefty jars of fine wine, much to the surprise, much to the delight of his disciples, his mom, the caterer, and the groom himself, I imagine. Even if none of them knew exactly what in the world had happened. And John sums it all up by saying, Jesus did this, the first of his signs, the first of his miracles, in Cana of Galilee. He revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. And you get the impression that when Jesus tells his mom that his time had not yet come, that Jesus wasn't exactly sure he wanted to do what he did. And it makes me wonder why. And even though he did end up performing that miracle, I can't help but wonder not only why, but why the wait? And what took him so long to pull this first sign off anyway? Because Jesus had gone his whole life up until this point, as far as the Gospels tell us anyway, without doing much of anything that would identify him as God's son. As far as we know, other than one particular moment where he impressed some people at the temple when he was in middle school, Jesus went all the way from the manger as a baby up until he became a grown man at the Jordan River at his baptism to this wedding in Cana of Galilee without giving anyone any good reason to see him as anything more or anything better or anything different than the carpenter's kid down the street. So what was the holdup? What took him so long? Why the wait, I wonder? Which is just what I've been thinking about and struggling with and wondering some lately. So soon after Christmas and into another new year that feels a lot like, feels too much like, the last couple of years, I just keep thinking and wondering about signs and miracles even that could change the state of things for some people and places, for a world, really, that could use a miracle right about now. I watch the news and I think about the unsettling fear that continues to have its way with anyone who's been paying attention to the North Koreans shooting missiles again or the escalating tension between Russia and Ukraine these days. I want God to do what we were told God would do, to judge between the nations and arbitrate for the peoples. I want God to beat swords into plowshares and turn spears into pruning hooks. I want for people to put down their swords and their guns and to stop learning and teaching war any longer. All promises, all miracles, the prophet Isaiah promised an awfully long time ago. And it would be nice to see some of that vindication that Susan read about from Isaiah in this morning's reading too. It doesn't seem like too much to ask after all this time. But it feels like we've run out of wine and that Jesus is still waiting for his hour to come. And forget about turning water into wine, really. It's nothing compared to what I'd really like to see. That's nothing compared to what so many need right now in this world. Let's see the poor get rich, let's see the hungry eat their fill for a change. Let's see the blind regain their sight, the deaf hear, the lame walk. Let's see some binding up of the brokenhearted. Let's see some justice roll down like water on this Martin Luther King Day holiday weekend, finally. Let it roll down like wine, if that's your thing, Jesus. I just want to see some of these promises come true. But again, it feels like the wine's run out. That so many are thirsty, and that Jesus is just waiting for his hour to come. And the truth is, it's a lot more personal, and it hits much closer to home than that, doesn't it? Let's see the chemo work for Krista, for Beth Ann, for Beverly. Let's see Dick get up and walk again. Let's put a stop to the substance abuse and the depression and the job loss and the suicide that's hurting so many of those we know and care about and love. Let's see a cure for COVID 19. Let's put a stop to the physical, emotional, financial, cultural, global tragedy of this pandemic for God's sake. Let's see all of this mourning and suffering and struggling and death even become joy. And comfort and new life for crying out loud. Life these days does not feel like a wedding party. And we're out of more than wine, Jesus. We're out of patience. We're out of answers. We're out of strength. We're out of faith a lot of the time, too, if you really want to know the truth. And all this makes me frustrated. And angry and sad, it makes me skeptical and cynical and scared too. But it reminds me, again, about why Jesus might have been reluctant to reveal his glory that day at the wedding when his mom told him to do it. Because as much as we'd like to see those kinds of miracles, whenever we'd like to see those kind of miracles, I think we're called to remind ourselves that if we could demand them or see them at will or have them doled out at our command, then they wouldn't really be miracles, would they? So I think we're called to remember that Jesus was about so much more than magic tricks and that these kind of miracles, the water into wine kind of thing, I mean, these are nothing compared to what Jesus really showed up to reveal for us. See, I'm convinced Jesus didn't want people following him just for the show or just for the quick fix or just for the chance to get some face time with a superhero. He didn't want people following him or having faith only when the good wine was flowing freely. Jesus knew That life in this world wasn't always going to be a party. And Jesus wanted us to trust that there was and that there would be and that there is good wine yet to come. That God's grace is always enough. That it would never ever run dry, no matter how empty our glasses may seem or how much more we long for on this side of heaven. there is no way it was a coincidence that this first miracle happened on the third day, as the story goes. Because the point, that points to the real miracle of God in Jesus, which is the heavy lifting of his death and resurrection, that Easter miracle of miracles that shines light into our darkness, that changes trial into triumph, that comforts the loss, that gives hope to the despairing, and that brings new life from all manner of the struggle and suffering and death that surround us. So our place, if we try to find it in this gospel story, may not be with the bridegroom and the wedding guests that day in Cana, the ones who benefit right away from the miracle. We may not be able to connect with Mary either, The mother of Jesus who requests more wine and gets just exactly what she asks for, ultimately. And our place certainly isn't to stand in the shoes of Jesus and work God's kind of magic in the world according to our greatest wish. So I think our common ground in this story must be to do the work of the servants and to be like the disciples who were invited to the wedding that day, the ones who drew out the new wine, I mean, the ones who refilled the empty glasses for those who were thirsty, the ones who surely had a taste of it themselves just to see if what everyone was saying was true. Like those servants, you and I are called to look for and to dole out the goodness of God's abundance wherever and whenever we can find it, to pour out the grace that God brings whenever we receive it, And like those disciples, we're to look for that glory whenever it's revealed in the world as we know it, and we're to believe it when we see it, because we do see it, as hard as it can be sometimes. We see it in the love and kindness and generosity of others. We see it in this water. We see it and share it in this bread and in this wine at this table, and we see it in the forgiveness of sins and in the promise of life everlasting. So, like everyone at the party, when our glasses or our hearts or our hopes or our lives even seem empty, no matter what, we are invited to remember and to believe and to live like the fine, good wine of God's love is always on the way. Amen.